I'm just happy in Jesus. I'm happy in Jesus. Hallelujah. John chapter number one. If you're ready to receive just a little bit of word here today, I believe somebody's life can be changed here today. I do. Someone's life can be changed here today. I believe it. Why not yours? Why not yours? John chapter 1, starting at verse number 35, the Bible says, Again, the next day after John stood, and two of his disciples, being John's disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. I'm thankful for the Lamb. Thankful for the sacrifice. I'm thankful. And the two disciples heard him speak, speaking about the two disciples that were John's disciples. They heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following. And he asked them a very simple question, but yet very powerful. He saith unto them, what seek ye? What seek ye? I want to preach that today. I'm going to preach what seek ye. Lord, we thank you for this day. Speak to our hearts here today. Help me, Lord. This is your church. These are your people. We are your sheep. I am your vessel. I pray in the name of Jesus that you may help me, Lord, to speak every word that is intended. And I don't want my flesh to get in the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Clap your hands one more time before you're seated. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Apostle John here is the, of course, author of this book of John. And he is the brother of James. And they were both given a nickname, both James and John. They were given a nickname from Jesus. I don't know about you, but that would be pretty nice to have a nickname from Jesus. I've been called a lot of names. But uh, I haven't been given a nickname from Jesus, though. He was given a nickname from Jesus, both of them, and they were known as the Sons of Thunder. It is James and John, along with Peter, that become part of what is considered the core group of the disciples. It is Peter, James, and John that were invited to the mountain of what we call of transfiguration with Jesus. Many of us remember when Jairus, known, really known as Jairus, came to Jesus asking him to heal his daughter. That was at the point of death. Once Jesus arrives at the house, the daughter of Jairus is now dead. And Jesus makes the statement that she is not dead, but she sleeps. The Bible says that the people laughed him to scorn laughing and making fun of him joking about it so jesus makes the decision to kick everyone out except the mother and father of the daughter and those that came with jesus to jerry's house those that came with him were peter james and john 
There is no clear explanation of the nickname given to James and John. There's no clear explanation of why he called them the sons of thunder. But there are some clear events in scripture where we can see how Jesus knew the mentality of these men. It is James and John that asked Jesus for a place of honor in his kingdom. It is James and John who wanted to call down fire from heaven on an entire Samaritan village because they did not accept Jesus into their town. The writer here, John, would later understand the importance of grace. He would later understand the importance of mercy. He would later understand the importance of forgiveness as we read the letters towards the back of the book, first, second, and third John, and also the book of Revelations. Our text is coming from the first chapter of John, and it opens with explaining that the word of God and God himself are one in the same. For the scripture says in John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word, somebody say, was God. The word was God. So when God speaks, it's truth. When God speaks, it shall come to pass. When God speaks, it is not probable. No, it's certain the bible says in psalms 119 that david said thy word is true from the beginning the scripture goes on to say in verse number two of the book of john chapter number one the same was in the beginning with god the same is important to notate here in this verse it comes from a word by the name of hutos, which means he. He was in the beginning with God. John is getting us to understand early that Jesus was in the plan of God from the beginning. That's why we can better understand when we understand the hutos or the he was in the beginning when you drop down to verse number 10. Verse number 10 says he was in the world and the world was made by him so God was in the world and the world was made by God and the world knew him not the world did not recognize God that's why the scripture goes on to say he came into his own God came into his own and his own received him not that's why the scripture goes on to say but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on somebody say his name God had a name from the beginning I'm gonna say that again God had a name from the beginning before God spoke let there be light he had a name before he created mankind and named them Adam he had a name when Moses asked him from the burning bush who should I say sent me and God replied, I am have sent thee. He had a name. That's why the name has so much power. That's why the name has so much authority. That's why it carries so much authority. Because when you call on the name of Jesus, you are calling on the name that created the heavens and the earth. You are calling on the name that was before any 
other name. So I don't care what higher power you believe in. There is no greater higher power than the power of Jesus Christ. That's why the Bible says there is no other, no other name given among heaven. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved because there is no other name that saves. I'm going to say that again. There is no other name that saves. So there's no greater power than the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ. So it doesn't matter what name you call upon. There's only one name that saves because it was that name that was from the beginning. So it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what philosophy says. It doesn't matter what the school books say. It doesn't matter what the colleges say. It doesn't matter what anybody says. I don't care if they're your mother or your father. If they present to you any other name other than the name of Jesus, it will not save. I wish I had a witness in the house here right now because I've tried to call my mother I've tried to call my father I've tried to call my sister I've tried to call my brother they cannot save but when I called on the name of Jesus he was able to bring me out I try to tell somebody I feel like preaching this morning. I hope you hear me this morning because I'm trying to tell somebody no matter what rut you are in, no matter what miry clay you are in, I don't care how much you feel stuck when you call on the name of Jesus. I promise you he will bring you out. I promise you he will make you whole. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus could look at his accusers in the face and say, your father, Abraham, who you acknowledge and put on a pedestal so much, he rejoiced to see my day. And that's why they begin to look at him and say, what are you talking about, Jesus? You're barely 30 years old. What are you talking about? He rejoiced to see you. That's when Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am, because I am he. That's what Jesus was trying to get them to understand I am he that was in the beginning then John clearly tells us that Jesus was not a second person in the Godhead for he goes on to say in the book of John chapter number one verse number 14 it says and the word was made flesh I'm going to say that one more time and the word was made flesh so he's letting us know that God was made flesh and that God dwelt among us for the Bible says and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth so John the Baptist recognized this glory that was spoken about in verse number 14 for he recognized that he being Jesus was more than just a man for the Bible continues to say in verse number 15 John bear witness of him and cried saying this was he of whom I spake he that cometh after me is preferred before me 
for he was before me. John the Baptist was letting his listeners know he was born after me in the natural. His earthly ministry will begin after me, but he was way before me. You may be getting to know him after you get to know me, but he's the one that hung the heavens and the earth. He's the one that spoke and said, let there be light. He's the one that brought your fathers across the Red Sea. He's the one that brought down the walls of Jericho. He's been doing his way before I came along. He was before me. Hallelujah. I've come to tell someone when you preach or when I preach Jesus, I'm not forgetting about the Father. Oh, I'm going to say that again. When I preach Jesus, I'm not forgetting about the Father. When I preach about the Father, I'm not forgetting about Jesus. For the Bible says in the book of John chapter 10 verse number 30, I and my father, somebody say are one. Oh yeah, you don't have to go to Jesus and say, can you speak to the father? Oh no, when you're speaking to Jesus, he is the father. He is the father manifested. He is the one to go to. You don't have to go to the father and bypass Jesus. You ain't bypassing nobody. You're speaking to the same one. So I don't have to say father. I could just call on his name because he had a name from the beginning in his name somebody shout Jesus yeah. Yeah. hallelujah I and my father are one that's why we pray in the name oh I'm trying to tell someone that you must be baptized in the name it's in the name of Jesus Christ oh yes I hope you I hope you're not distracted by what's behind me but I sure hope you're listening to what I'm trying to pour out in front of you I'm trying to pour out Jesus from my heart I'm trying to tell somebody in the middle of a pandemic I still trust in Jesus in the middle of a chaos I still trust in Jesus in the middle of all the hectic storm that is coming our way I still trust in Jesus no matter how crazy our government officials begin to act and how they fight and fuss I still trust in Jesus I've got to know that he's got all things in control that's why when I come to the house of the Lord I cannot sit on Jesus he's done too much for me he's brought me too far and I expect him to continue to take me forward won't we just clap our hands and magnify him just for a moment hallelujah thank you lord so I've come to pose a question in the spirit today that Jesus posed to his first disciples that followed him. What seek ye? Now Jesus was trying to get their understanding to allow them to open up their eyes to greater revelation. Now that you have seen me, now that you have heard me, you've been in my presence, what 
do you seek? And I've come to ask someone that same simple question. Now that you are here in his presence in the house of the Lord, because many of you are feeling his presence. Many of you are feeling something that you've never felt before. You are feeling something down on the inside that you sometimes can't even explain. I've come to ask you this question. What do you seek? What are you needing? What are you looking for? Or make it plain, what do you want? Because many times you can look into things and really not understand what you're looking into but someone here today needs to ask themselves that question that I'm asking you what do you need today what simply do you want what caused you to be here today what caused you to wake up and say I'm coming to church today I'm coming to preach to somebody in the Holy Ghost what caused you to say I'm going to come to the house of the Lord today what was going on in your mind when you said you know what I'm tired of doing it my way I've got to try a better way what caused you to think that this morning because whatever drove you here I'm here to tell you you better not leave here before you receive what you need from Jesus so what are you seeking today from the Lord are you seeking healing are you seeking salvation are you seeking deliverance are you seeking a way out are you seeking to lay down drugs are you seeking to lay down alcohol? Are you seeking to lay down pills? Are you seeking to lay down fornication? Are you seeking to lay down adultery? Are you seeking to lay down lying? Are you seeking to turn away from things in this world? Are you seeking a closer walk with him? I've come to tell you whatever you are seeking, that Jesus is in the house. And whatever you want, Jesus is able to... I wish I had a witness in the house here today because such were some of you out there to tell somebody if you need a way out Jesus is the way out if you need a way of escape Jesus is the way of escape hallelujah there's nothing that can change you like Jesus I must say that again there is nothing that will change you like Jesus when you make it up in your mind that I want him he will purpose it in his heart that I want you but I'm here to tell somebody he already wants you he's just waiting on you to want him Woo. well 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 I'm here to tell you he already wants you let me break that down very plainly he wants to deliver you he wants to bring you out he wants to provide for you he doesn't like you living how you're living he wants to allow you to turn around he's waiting on you to make the right decision he's waiting on you to make the right choice because I've come to ask the question what do you want That's about as easy as it can get. What do you want? What? Oh, I'm preaching that. What, what, what do you want? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Oh, I'm preaching Jesus. What, what do you want? What is your need? Ooh, I, you, you feel that spirit of liberty? 
Do you feel that spirit of liberty here? Uh See, when you can be in a church setting and people begin to profess, I want truth. I want a closer walk. Ah, I wish everybody from the front to the back row would just begin to voice what you need from Jesus. Come on, let's just take the next few moments. Let's take about two minutes and begin to stand to your feet, lift your hands, lift your voice, and proclaim what you need from the Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Come on, lift your voice, lift your voice. That's it. Come on. Come on. One more minute. One more minute. Give it to him. Tell him what you need. What do you want? Ah, glory. Yes, God. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I shouldn't have to say another word because if you're desperate enough to change, if you're desperate enough to say, this is what I need, this is what I want, come on, you ought to draw yourself to God. Something ought to be pulling you to Jesus. I'm telling you, he is here. His presence is here. Whatever you need, God is able to provide it. Hallelujah. I want you to be seated just for a moment. See, many times you can look into other people's business and find something you wish you would never would have saw. I know I've been there. Go snooping around, you go finding something you wish you never would have found out. We say we want truth, but do we really want it? find something and you wish you never would have saw that. Never would have read that. Should have left his phone on the nightstand. But when you go looking for Jesus, you'll find someone you wish you would have found a long time ago. Because I promise you one thing, you'll end up with more than what you were expecting. Because even the song says, my God is more than enough. See, when the disciples found him, they found him to be better than advertised. They found that he could speak to the winds and the waves and they would obey. They found that he could open blind eyes. They found out that he can lay hands on a leper that no one would touch and they would become cleansed. They found out that he could cause the lame to walk, the dumb to talk, raise people from the dead. That's what they found out. That he was their redeemer. He was their deliverer. He was their food provider. He was their heart fixer. He was their mind regulator. He was the one to walk in the middle of a storm and speak peace. He was the one also in the middle of a storm could also rest. He's the God of all creation and earth. Why? Because he was in the beginning. See, my God has a name 
and his name has always been and always will be Jesus. He's the first and the last. He's the Alpha and Omega. Uh-huh. I don't look to no one else but Jesus. He had a name from the beginning. That name could only be revealed at a certain time. That's why he told Moses, just tell him I am. Whatever you need right now, I can do that. I can be that. I can provide that. You don't need to know my real name. I'm going to just give you one of my attributes. I am. Some folks knew him as Jehovah. They knew him as many things and many titles. But one day, he came, wrapped himself in flesh to reveal himself to mankind, saying, I'm he. I'm the one you've been looking for. I'm the one you've been searching for. I'm the lamb. I'm the lion. I'm the one that you need. His name is Jesus. So what do you seek? What do you want? What are you needing today? That's a good question to ask yourself. Because there are many witnesses here today that are like the book of John chapter 1 verse number 40. Because when you find Jesus and he changes your life, you can't wait to tell someone else. You know the greatest outreach is you. The greatest outreach tool is you and I. We can have events and programs and fun and rent 35 uh, jump houses, bounce houses. Take up all of Creasy. And we have a lot of fun. But that doesn't mean their life has changed. That doesn't mean they're convinced that they need Jesus. See, people get convinced that they need Jesus when they see someone else that has found Jesus. And then they begin to ask, what happened to you? You stopped what? You're not doing what? Oh, you changed. Yes, I have. Oh, 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 you one of them now. Well, I don't know who them are, but I know who Jesus is. And if you're talking about them being Jesus, then I'm one of them. Because you didn't wake me up this morning, Jesus did. You didn't give me the right mind that I had, Jesus did. You don't give me the activity of my limbs, Jesus did. You don't know the way I used to be and who I am today, that's Jesus. That's why I dance, that's why I shout, that's why I smile, that's why I run, that's what gives me the joy. Because you don't know the mess that I was in, but Jesus came changed my life come on give me John chapter 1 verse number 40 if you could please John 1 verse number 40 and it says one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew Simon Peter's brother 41 says he first findeth 
his own brother Simon. As soon as his life was changed and he seen the one that he needed, he went to go get his brother. He said, hey man, we found him. <laughs> we found him. We found the Messiah. We found the Christ. We found the one that we've been waiting for. We found the one that's able to change everything. And see, that's what happens. When you get a hold of Jesus, you go tell somebody, I found him. I found him. You want to know why I've changed? Because I found him. Now I've come to tell somebody, I found him. And I've come to introduce you to him today. Let's stand to our feet right now in the name of Jesus. I feel good today in my spirit because Jesus has changed me. Has he changed anybody here? Come on, let's worship the Lord. Come on, let's clap our hands and worship him.